Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We have another fantastic show that was inspired by all of our listeners asking us questions and giving us suggestions for show topics. So the topic today is sort of, a, I'd say, a conglomeration of all the questions you guys have been asking with regards to rejection. Some of the questions we get from you folks are questions with regards to, like, uh, you, you guys don't realize what they are, but they're basically your fear that's trying to be cloaked in some sort of analytical uh, you know, question. And really at the essence of it is that you just have legitimate psychological fear about uh, seeing yourself as a sales per- uh, person and asking questions will result in a possible no. So what we're going to do is we're going to walk you through um, recognizing that this fear is literally just in your head. You know that, obviously. Uh, we're going to share with you the difference between psychological fear and real fear. We're going to then give you a step-by-step process to overcome the fear so that you can, frankly, be in control of it so it doesn't uh, control you any longer. So many of us basically live by this, uh, you know, we just sort of react to our internal emotional response to something without actually having a mental uh, control of whether or not we want to choose to have that reaction dominate our life and the decisions that we make and the results that we get in life. So that is the point of this podcast, Overcoming Your Fear. So, uh, Julie, before we get to that, anyone else you'd like to acknowledge, yes. any recognition you'd like to give? We've received a lot of fantastic book reviews, um, so we can yeah. kind of blaze through that. Anyone Thank else you. from the private Facebook page? Yep. Yes, uh, Megan Cook, who lives and sells in Portland, Oregon, has posted her beautiful green and white-themed pre-listing package and is now ready to rumble and get it out there. So her plan now is to, now that it's done, to go use it. Lots of you guys are posting your 10-10 challenges, 10 listings, 10 pounds lost in 90 days. So lots of reporting there, and I always love the uh, dark parking lots and things where you guys are the only ones working out, followed by the only car in the parking lot of your real estate office. Uh, Tracy Duggan in Bartlett, Tennessee, did a great uh, kind of first round of her pumpkin event. You know, we talk about Pumpkin Fest and past client center of influence events, uh, fourth quarter and things like this. And what Tracy did was she took the pumpkin patch idea and she made it fit her needs. She bought pumpkins at wholesale and delivered them to every client that purchased from her this year. She would have uh, done this for sellers, but most of her sellers have actually moved out of town. So she made her short list. She said it was a huge hit. My clients loved showing me what they've done to their houses. It gave us a chance to talk. Uh, she switched brokerages this week, had a chance to work that into the conversation and get their uh, new mailing addresses, cards, etc. And of course, she's going to be calling them as a follow-up. She spent $3 per pumpkin. She tied a really cute little leaf that says, Happy Fall, y'all, after all she is in Tennessee, and uh, was very well received. So what a great pop-by idea to connect with your clients, give them a little present, and uh you know, it's prospecting. So nice job to Tracy. And let's see. I think that's pretty much it. I think there's a couple of referrals. One's in Texas and one is in California. Uh, yeah. So Alicia, lots of people posting. Go ahead. 
Right, Alicia, congratulations on starting your um, your, your uh, TFW 1010 plan. Yeah, that's great. So if you guys don't are aware of that, we're doing a mastermind uh, for all of the folks that helped to make the book the number one bestseller on actually international bestseller on Amazon that it is. So we want to sincerely thank all of you guys by providing a mastermind. We're doing that every Friday at 10 a.m. Central for the next 90 days. If you want more information on that, please make sure you've purchased the book and ideally left us a great five-star review on Amazon for the book, and then just email help at timandjulieharris.com, and then we'll give you the access information to uh, attend the mastermind. That's the easiest way to do it. Um, And we sincerely, again, appreciate the fact that you guys have helped make Harris Rules International number one bestseller, exceeding all of our expectations. I know some of you guys are sick of hearing us talk about the book, but you know what? Suck it up, Buttercup, because we're pretty dang proud of the results. All right, Julie. Yeah. So let's just jump in. Um, okay, let's, you, you have some great, you have some great notes. So just roll right in. Okay. Well, so I have to be honest. One of the things that got me onto this topic, and I'll talk about this because I use his points, was a TED talk that I watched from a uh, young man from China, and we'll get into that in a second, um, who actually faced his fear of rejection. So that's what got me on this tangent. And then I read the following, are you living in fear of rejection? There's, of course, different levels of this. You might be paralyzed by it, or maybe it strikes you when you are feeling a fish out of water, maybe a different neighborhood, different price range, different crowd of people. But whatever level you're on, you've got to decide to conquer that fear once and for all. What are you avoiding because you fear rejection? And our listeners might actually write down some of these thoughts. What am I actually avoiding because I fear rejection? How much fuller would your life, your mind, and even your bank account be if you lost that fear of rejection? What are you avoiding? And the short list is, of course, prospecting, because that's a good place to find rejection. Okay, Relationships, better average sale prices, listing inventory, and wealth in general, because you are avoiding this potential conflict or hearing no or some level of rejection. So this brings me to the TED Talk and our uh, private uh, coaching clients, our premier coaching members. This is posted on the Mindset and Motivation section where you also have your Napoleon Hill videos and things like that. So from TED Talks, and I probably am not saying his name right, but Jia Jiang, we'll call him Jia, uh, boldly adventures into a territory that many fear, rejection. By seeking out rejection for 100 days straight, from asking a stranger to borrow 100 bucks to requesting a burger refill at a restaurant, okay, Jiang uh, desensitized himself, you can imagine, right, to the pain and shame that rejection often brings and discovered that by simply asking for what you want, it can open up the possibilities where you expect to find dead ends. So uh, what did he discover? And how does this apply to your real estate world? And before I get into the specific points that I pulled out from his talk, I wanted you to talk a little bit, Tim, about the difference between real fear and imagined or psychological fear. Can you give them a couple of minutes on that? Yeah, so every research study that's been done in like the past 10 years trying to basically understand um, fear, fear, and really more importantly, our reaction to the emotion of fear, the chemical reaction that occurs when we have fear. So there's been a lot of really fantastic research that's been done on this. And I'll, get, I'll give you guys the bottom line just to save you from having to read all the books that we had to read to understand this, is that in essence, 99% of the fear that you fear every day is, is psychological fear. 
Um, so real fear is the fear of like some sort of horrible thing that's going to happen to you. Like real fear might be fear of a bear eating you or you're swimming in the ocean snorkeling and you see some great white shark with its mouth open coming at you. You guys get the idea? That's real fear. The psychological fear though, that plagues everyone uh, and prevents a lot of people from essentially having a rich, full life but being of service to other people, that's ego fear. So ego fear is something that you manifest, or it actually manifests mostly on its own. But once you recognize it for what it is, not a real thing that's going to actually eat you, then it becomes something you can control. And so that's what I want you guys to open your mind to. So there's two types of fear. There's physical fear. Let's all agree that's real. you know. And then there's psychological fear or ego fear. And that is something that you can control. In other words, that is something that's literally in your head. So when you have fear of uh, essentially asking for a sale, when you have fear of making a prospecting call or fear of someone asking someone to sign a contract or fear of, you know, all the other things you have fear of, when you actually have when you think about those things, are those things really in the category uh, or should, do they really merit the type of psychological and physical reaction you're having to them? Because here's what's the bottom line. Your body reacts in the same way to psychological fear as it does with uh, physical fear. So that great white shark wanting to maybe take a nibble of you, that the physi physiological reaction and psychological reaction is the same as the, some, what some of you guys experience just in, in life in general. For example, when you're like, you know, if I said some of you have never, say, called in a FISBO before, you guys are literally going to go into a mode of uh, fear that is shark similar attack. to, like I said, if a shark is going to attack you. you guys get the point? So well, it your body doesn't, make doesn't any di differentiate, right? The, the cortisol right. is still released in your brain, and that is actually a real toxin. So it feels to you the same as maybe if that great white was headed for you because our bodies have not yet evolved to sort out the difference. But recognizing right. that that is, is that little mini panic attack that you feel and saying, hey, wait a second, there's not actually a shark after me. I'm not actually about to be hit by a truck on the road. Okay, that's not real. This is just made up in my head, and it's instigating some of the same chemical reaction that I've got to overcome by putting it in its place. So and what's even worse the, yeah. what, what's even worse is that you guys get addicted to that feeling. And if you don't believe me, just ask yourself how much news you watch, how much drama you invite into your life that in essence is designed or is causing you to feel fear. How much do you spend uh, how much time do you spend looking for bad news or gossiping about bad things or just being a general jerk and being a nasty person trying to you know share just different salacious bits of information about your fellow agents and all this other stuff all those things kind of root from the same ego base they all root from the same sort of uh, you know lower self that is going to prevent you from ever having a rich full life because it causes you not to take action. Um, you know, so here's an interesting thought. If you're ever under attack, if you're ever under some place where you hear gunfire, if you're ever in a situation like that, God forbid, and it's a fascinating thing. What, what do most people do is they basically hit the deck, right? Isn't that what most people will do? They'll just absolutely hit the deck and just, you know, <laughs> not move. Well, that's the last thing paralyzed. you should do when you're under when you, right, they get paralyzed. That's the last thing you should do when you're under physical attack. When you're under a physical attack, run like hell. Here, I'll make it a little bit maybe a little bit more interesting. If you're in the woods and there's a big damn bear that's barreling down on you, what are you going to do? Just stand there? No, you're going to run like hell, right? Well, it's interesting though when you look at essentially how people react 
to uh, being uh, the threat of being attacked, they have a tendency to not take any action whatsoever. They just literally hit the ground and wait for the fear or wait for the thing to pass over them versus taking action. So that's the conditioned uh, response that most of us have taken to feeling fear. We do nothing. So when you feel fear about, you know, when picking up that phone and you feel fear at asking for that sale, your conditional response is to do nothing, and that's what you end up doing, and that's the reason that so many of you guys do dumb things like buying leads and, uh, you know, looking for shortcuts in life because you have fear of what will happen if you do the real work. I know some of you, not many of you, are getting this information, and you're having like a massive mental, emotional breakthrough or epiphany. I know that because we've presented this information before to folks, and they always tell us that it helped them. So I want you to at least open your mind to the fact that there's a huge difference between the fear that you feel 99% of your life, especially as it uh, comes to helping folks buy or sell real estate, and real fear, which is a you know, great white shark or a big black bear that's going to try to eat you. So get your mind wrapped around that. And when you do realize that, there is a difference between psychological, psychological or ego fear and then uh, physical fear. When you do accept that, then the next step is for you to realize that you can do something about it. You can choose not to react to the psychological fear. You can literally choose not to have a physiological reaction to the psychological ego fear if you want to. And we're going to show you how. We're going to at least okay. plant the seeds to help you get started on the path of learning how. Right, exactly. Yes. There you go. The answer is never, in, in this discussion, the answer no longer can be to do nothing. Okay? So when I was listening to this, I pulled out the following. These are just kind of mini points to get them thinking about it. Point number one, uh, the author of this TED Talk, Gia, he found that by in, being introspective, he realized his childhood fear had haunted him into adulthood. He had made it his theme song to fear rejection. Where did he pick that up? At age six, something happened in his kindergarten class, and it followed him for years. It was a simple, I won't go into the details, but it was a simple game the teacher had um, set up to be a positive thing, but it ended up being that he and two other kids felt severe rejection. It kind of backfired on her, and it stayed with him for years. So he decided to do something about it. He decided to create 100 days of rejection to deep dive and overcome this challenge once and for all. So point number two, he learned that it wasn't the initial rejection. It was the fact that he had no plan, no presentation, and no clothes. Now, isn't that interesting? That's just like real estate. So let me use a little example. He talks about his first rejection challenge, okay? And if you guys want to see this, it's, it's a great list. It's rejectiontherapy.com. There's challenges like uh, go be a Santa to a Santa, okay? Go try and get a free room at a hotel. Go be a greeter at Starbucks. Things that probably you're going to feel some rejection, predictably, right? The point is to face it. So one of his first challenges was to try and get 100 bucks from a stranger, goes up to the stranger, and, he, and the stranger's like, no, you can't borrow $100, but why did you ask? And he just ran away. He just totally took off out of wherever he was where he was asking the stranger, right? And that's what made him realize it wasn't actually the rejection. It was the fact that he had no plan. He had no objection handling, no presentation, and no clothes because he couldn't a answer the question, well, why do you want the 100 bucks? okay? So Point number three, he did the equivalent of earn while you learn by creating these experiences on purpose, like the 100 bucks from the stranger, the burger refill, be a Starbucks greeter. And by the way, the manager at Starbucks actually said, yes, you can go be a Starbucks greeter for an hour. Let me see what you do with it. So then he had to develop a <laughs> script, didn't he? Isn't that interesting? So yeah. point number four, 
lesson from this. He learned not to quit, not to give up, but to have better scripts, you get better results, like actually hearing yes from the Starbucks manager. Point number five, he decided to be a better leader. After all, he's an entrepreneur that in order to be a better leader, he has to be a better person. That was one of his revelations from this. Now, this guy was uh, from China, and he ends up moving to L.A. and being an entrepreneur and, you know, is now quite successful. But on that path, that was a big light bulb. If I'm going to be a better leader within my company and really thrive in the competitive world of being an entrepreneur, I have to also be a better person. So Billy, let's hover there. Yeah. But let's hover there, sure. okay? So if you if you guys look around you, look to see how many things are reinforcing or empowering your continuation of feeling fear. Just, literally, just look to see how many things are going to reinforce the idea that you don't have to overcome your psychological e ego fear. Chances are everything around you is, is supporting the continuation of this really dysfunctional behavior. Again, now that you realize, hopefully, that it is a choice, you can choose to react out of fear. When you have that pang of fear, then you realize there isn't a bear about to eat you. You're realizing that at that point, you can actually choose to turn that off and redirect that. And again, we're going to walk you guys through that in a second. But look to see in your own lives, are you really addicted to the media? If you are, you have no chance of overcoming psychological fear because media is nothing but propaganda. Propaganda in its truest sense that it's designed basically to cause you to stay in a constant fear state. Because as we discussed earlier, when you're in a constant fear state, you don't take action. And I'm sorry, guys, but there's no question the media nowadays pretty much from stem to stern is corrupt, and it's designed to basically cause you to stay in a fear state. Why or who wants this? I don't know. I'm not a conspiracy person, but I know when I do channel surf occasionally just to see if maybe it's gotten better since the last time I looked at the news, it has gotten worse. It is so much absolute crap that you need to go completely media-free. And yet, how difficult is that for you to go completely media-free? When you do, you will find that that psychological fear starts to ebb. It doesn't cause you so much a consternation. You can start to see it for what it is. But if you're constantly feeding your ego fear monster, it, it is always going to run your life. Now, it even gets more interesting. Let's drill down and look at specifically the types of messages that you guys are finding appealing with regards to your own real estate business. You look for the things that are going to be passive when it comes to lead generation. You look for ways to rationalize or work within the constraints of your psychological fear, the fear of rejection. That's the reason you guys are so attracted to passive lead generation, even though you know psychologically common sense tells you it's crap. You know it is. And yet, you guys find those messages appealing. That's the reason so many companies exist nowadays that sell you guys passive lead generation. You will run to it like a moth to a light because it, your fear mechanism inside of you says, hey, look, we can go do that passive thing and we don't have to, you know, and the ego fear monster can still live. You don't ever have to figure out how to overcome it. Do you guys see how you're doing that? Look what you're doing right now in your own business, in your own day. How much of your actual day is spent asking questions or doing things that might result in someone saying no to you? Isn't that an interesting thought? I mean, our little four-year-old daughter, Zoe Grace, she is an absolute master of saying no. <laughs> Matter of fact, no, she's going to come out with her own coach. No, she's going to come out. We're going to come out with a special coaching program. We're going to we're going to lock you in the room with Zoe. 
and you're going to ask Zoe whatever you want to, and you're going to hear her say a billion times no, right? Where she's going to she's going to absolutely hit you over the head a billion times with the word no, and then you will you will be immune to it after you've been in the room with her for a little while. Oh, until we can turn it around. And remember her. Uh, remember her script. You noticed uh, I was talking to her upstairs, and I I was trying to crack down on her. I said, when I say no, I mean no. Do you remember what she said? When I say yes, I mean yes. So she's she's more she's than willing four. to turn it right back around. Yes, it's scary. We're probably horrible parents, Julie, because we we like the fact that oh, she's funny God. like that, even though she's being a little bit disobedient. Yeah. But still, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back on topic here. So the moral of the story here, guys, is that the fear that you're feeling is a fear that you can control. You can choose not to have it continue to dominate your life. But you have to start by the acknowledgement of the fact that you are reinforcing the fear. You are feeding the fear. You're allowing it to manifest in your life, and so is every single person that you know. How many people do you know right now, literally, how many people just in life do you see walking around constantly talking about the news or constantly checking their Facebook status, constantly? There's this hardwired, almost psychological weirdness that's happened as a result of all this technology that's almost become infused into our psyches that we don't realize, along with these nice convenience devices to help us keep in contact with everyone, we're also being 100% brainwashed in most of the powers that they're using. And I Guys, I mean that quite literally. They develop these – the way that Facebook works, for example, anytime you swipe down, they've proven that the swipe down is psychologically addictive. Now, the next time you go and you swipe down on Facebook or any of these websites and you literally are swiping down to read – that's, again, proven to be psychological addictive. Your brain is looking for bad news because it reinforces the fear. You like the fear. You're addicted to it. You're addicted to the bad news. It is killing your potentiality on this planet. You are doing that by choice. Maybe you didn't realize you were doing it. I'll give you, you know, a lot of people don't. But now that we've said it, you need to become aware of it. A great book is called Ego is the Enemy. We, we recommend that book all the time. Um, so make sure you guys read that book. So, Julie, do you have time for another point? Yes, you got it. So getting back to the website, um, rejectiontherapy.com, that's an actual game. To go look for rejection to desensitize yourself. I was thinking we should do a real estate version of rejection therapy because these guys would – realize a lot of the same points that Jiang did, right? He actually made a video blog. Talk about facing your fear. He actually videoed himself dealing with all of these challenges and tracked his rejection experiences. Through that, he observed that he had a ton of fear, but that the prospect was actually quite reasonable and approachable. Boy, that kind of sounds like for sale by owners or talking to your you know, center of influence you haven't called in four or five years. It was his issue that he didn't have a plan. He would just run away when he felt rejected. So he decided the next day he will not run. And you can see some of those videos that are kind of fun to watch. So, for example, point number seven, he did an experiment with what he calls Olympic donuts. You go into a Krispy Kreme or choose your donut shop, and he asked the uh, head of the donut shop to have five donuts linked together to make the Olympic symbol seems like kind of a tall request in a standard donut shop, right? But much to his amazement, the Krispy Kreme manager actually thought about it for a second and and said, hmm, can you draw that for me? And he did. And about a half an hour later, she came out with his Olympic donuts, okay? He realized (laughs) that he just had to ask and describe what he wanted and that at least some of the time he was going to hear yes. Yes. 
And I thought that was interesting. Well, Julie, that's let's, definitely translatable to real estate. Go ahead. Well, but look, for example, agents that go on listing presentations, which hopefully these guys listening to us every single day, they're understanding that the only power they're ever going to have in this business really is being a listing agent. How many of them end the listing appointment or basically wrap up their appointment without actually asking for the contract to be signed? I know. Isn't that interesting, guys? How many of you live in fear of actually asking a question that might result in something other than yes? How many of you live your lives based on the 100% what fear of hearing anything that's going to be other than yes? What have you left on the table as far as opportunities, not just financial guys, but just in life because you're fearful of hearing uh, the word no or fearful of hearing someone maybe ask a question that your ego tells you that you wouldn't necessarily have a real succinct answer for? Isn't it insane, guys, how much power fear has had over your lives? So here's the challenge I have for all of you. Right? I want you to at least look for this very feeling that manifests in your body, the fear feeling. Just look for it. All you've, and it's hard to do because you've, you've assumed that it's a natural, normal part of your body. You assume that this fear response is going to be something that it's just like you're you know, feeling your toe. But when you recognize it, when you see it for what it is, you're going to be able to actually start on the path of being able to limit it, its negative effect on you. So here it is. The, for me – for virtually everyone I've ever talked to about this, the feeling of fear, ego fear, manifests someplace in above my stomach. And I literally will feel a little bit of a adrenaline rush, if you want to call it that, that starts to – now, there might be a physiological response in somebody who's a lot more educated on, you know – glands and all the other chemical endorphins and whatever is going to probably send me an email and explain to me why that is where basically it, it manifests. But I can actually feel when I'm in a situation that's causing me to have a psychological ego-based fear result, I feel it manifesting in there. And the next feeling that comes out of me is not going to be a feeling that I want to continue to manifest. It's going to be sometimes irrational. It's not going to be well thought out. It's going to be maybe based on ego. Ego, it's going to be based on anger. It's going to be based on raw emotion that I don't want to have dominate the way that I exist with others on this planet. I haven't always been that way. I've had to learn to recognize that feeling within myself. And then when I start to feel that feeling, I don't try to stop it. I just observe it and I don't react to it. Because when you become the observer of the emotion, of that particular emotion, and you don't react to it, what then happens is you realize you can see it. And once you see it, Almost instantaneously, once you recognize it, oh, there's that feeling. Well, I feel it. There it is. Once you recognize it, it won't take too long for you to then realize you can control it. So you'll be in situations where, say, for example, you're in front of a a seller and they're trying to, you know, it's just a whatever it is. There's something that would normally have caused you to absolutely shut down. Your total fear response would have just been unhinged, but now you'll be able to control it, and you'll keep your head clear, and you'll be able to make really good decisions. This is the type of training that you get when you go to, you know, when you're wanting to become a Navy SEAL, when you're in buds, and you're doing anything that requires high levels of stress. You need to learn how to moderate and control your psychological fear. Now, again, I would question, you know, the SEALs and whatnot. They have real fear, right? You, me, thank God, we don't have to really deal with real fear on a regular basis, hardly ever. Some of us in our lives never have any real fear. Our whole entire lives, basically, we never have a bear that's trying to eat us or a shark that's trying to give a taste of us, right? And yet we have such limited lives because we live in such you know, realms of fear that are reinforced by more fear. And you build this small little golden cage for yourself where you just convince yourself that you'll be safe. 
And of course you never are because what you're what you inevitably realize over time is that you allowed fear to dominate your life. Now you might not have that uh, a thought that that's is that clear. You might not actually say to yourself fear has dominated my life until you listen to this podcast and now you, you realize that it has. You got to ask yourself what's the cost of allowing that to continue going forward to manifest in your life. The cost is everything. That's the answer. So just take the uh, time to look for the feeling as it starts to manifest in your body and then start to recognize the fact as you observe the feeling manifesting, look how it starts out as a small little pang of, you know, sort of unbridled energy and then look to see how it bounces around and you can almost feel your whole body reacting to this psychological chemical release of ego fear. When you get that feeling, that's when you basically lose control and look to see what your reaction is. Your reaction nine times out of ten is to have all these unbridled emotions, and then you just hit the deck and you do nothing. Isn't that interesting? So, guys, look and listen and take action on what we're asking you to think about because it can change your life. And then you can pass this information along to other people. You can help your kids and your grandkids and anyone else you, you know, chooses to listen. You know, overcome that fear themselves because here's my theory, that the whatever's happening in our society right now, that is screwed up, and there's a lot of things that are happening in our society that are screwed up, are based in fear. And because the people that are trying to sell media, for example, since media is an easy target, they want you to basically be addicted to the bad news. They want you to come back for your little ego fear, bad news, you know, chemical hit, and you get addicted to that endorphin release or whatever it is. And, and the more they give you, the more addicted you become. The breaking news, the happening now, the, you know, the whole fear, 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 constant bombardment of the, the fear emotion. You have become addicted to it. And step number one is to realize that you can change that addiction. Step number two is you can look for it to manifest in your life and become an observer of it when you feel it in your body. Look for become an observer of it. Don't try to stop it. As if you try to stop it, interestingly enough, it actually becomes stronger. So just observe it, and then don't take action on it, and then the feeling will start to dissipate and become less intense inside your body. And the third thing is I really want you to go media-free. Literally purge your life of all the things that you probably have just assumed should be a normal part of anybody's life, the news, the, the Facebook feeds, the Google feeds, the this is and the that, completely do a 100% purging of all that negativity. And then notice how you're going to go through withdrawal. It'll last maybe a day or two. Some of you, it'll last a month or two. And then you'll notice, maybe keep a little journal just for fun, and notice how you start to change. Notice how you start to become more relaxed. Notice how you start to actually understand when we say the highest and truest purposes of everyone on this planet is being of service to others. Notice how you actually start understanding that on a very core level because you feel reconnected with people because your dominant emotion isn't fear. Then you can start setting yourself free because then you can start actually doing the things you didn't want to do in the first place because fear was telling you you couldn't handle the rejection. And then guess what, guys? You're on your way. Does this make sense? I know it doesn't make 100% sense unless you studied this stuff in the past, but I think we've planted a lot of seeds in your minds, and hopefully you guys will have the courage to take action on these thoughts. We're going to pick up where we left off today, tomorrow. If you have any questions or comments for any of us, we're doing this podcast because of the comments and the questions we've gotten from all of you. So please feel free to email us directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. 
This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.